Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Former President Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial kicked off this week and it had plenty of fireworks, including a gag order imposed on the 45th president. And that happened on day two. And joining us now to discuss all of this and all the layers of this case is Greg Jarrett. He is a Fox News legal analyst. He's also the best-selling author of a number of books, including his latest awesome book. We profiled it here on the podcast. It is called The Trial of the Century. Greg, great to have you here. Oh, it's always good to be with you, Rita. Can you believe that they slapped a gag order on President Trump? Is that constitutional? Is that fair? Well, most gag orders, especially broad ones, are prior restraint of free speech, which makes them unconstitutional. Judges do it all the time because most of them are arrogant and they think they're gods and can do anything. And most defendants don't have the financial wherewithal to seek an immediate interlocutory appeal by the time they do the case is over. Uh, So that just incentivizes judges like Arthur and Goron in the Trump case to, you know, issue a gag order. But this one This is very, very narrowly tailored. He basically, uh, you know, said that uh, Trump cannot uh, post on social media any photographs or commentary about his staff of the court. This after Trump posted on Truth Social uh, a photograph of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer standing next to the judge's clerk and calling uh, the clerk Schumer's girlfriend, which actually I found more funny than anything else. It was funny. It was. (laughs) I mean, this is not a broad gag order. You can't talk about the case, which would be clearly and egregiously unconstitutional. Now, this is pretty narrow. You, You can't, you know, talk about my staff or post photographs of them. You know, it's interesting, though. This is mild compared to some of the things that President Trump has said. Does this open the door to other gag orders? Well, it conceivably could. But here's the difference. Most gag orders are to ensure that the trial is fair and that the jury is not prejudiced. But there is no jury in this particular case. It's a bench trial. Uh, You know, the judge decides all of the factual and and legal issues. So any further, uh, you know, gag order (laughs) would be absurd because the judge is, you know, trained to be capable of setting aside, you know, such commentary in the public square and simply deciding the case on the merits based on the evidence presented in the four corners of the courtroom. Uh, which is not to say that, uh, you know, Judge Angoron uh, is fair, objective, and neutral, because he's not. Uh, he is a far leftist judge who talked openly, stupidly on camera, about how, you know, he's empowered to do anything he wants to and often allows his own emotions to dictate his decisions. That's exactly the kind of person 
who shouldn't be wearing a black robe and sitting on an elevated bench. But this is, after all, liberal New York. You know, you the way you described the judge, and we saw the video of him sort of smirking and smiling. It reminded me a bit, Greg Jarrett, of Judge Ito in the OJ case, like enjoying the limelight. Yeah. Isn't that and disturbing? Covered, you know, I covered that trial for nine agonizing months in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, you know, I was inside the courtroom every day. It was abundantly clear that Lance Ito was enamored by his sudden celebrity. Uh, and and loved uh, to replay uh, the Tonight Show's rendition of the dancing Edos. Uh, and, you know, I was aghast as I sat in a courtroom back then about how Edo would, whenever a celebrity, a famous person, an actor, uh, you know, would come into the courtroom, he'd have his clerk usher that individual back to his chambers. Um, that was just one of the many things that was fundamentally wrong about the O.J. Simpson case. You know, I've never seen a guy so guilty as Simpson, and yet the result, uh, you know, was completely different. How dangerous is it when you see a judge like that, like the one you experienced with Judge Ito and the one we seem to see on video uh, with Arthur Engeron and mucking it up a little? Yeah, it's disturbing. It, you know, it shows, you know, bias. Um, But not only that, you know, this is a judge who has gone way beyond already what the Attorney General Letitia James has requested. Uh, Revocation of certificates of business, forced dissolution of any company that Trump has an interest in, uh, a denial of due process rights. Uh, The judge sanctioned defense lawyers for raising arguments previously mentioned in a preliminary injunction. What a dope this judge is. Uh, An injunction has a completely different standard, and it would be malpractice if those defense attorneys failed to raise the same issues again in a summary judgment, which they did. I mean, that, you know, Judge Ngoron will get slapped down on an appeal over that Uh, that maneuver, which, as I say, was completely stupid. What about also the statute of limitations? Explain that, because it looked like a lot of the issues that the prosecutors brought in were thrown out. Yeah, some of the claims are so old that they are literally barred by the statute of limitations, which the judge promptly decided uh, to ignore at the outset of the trial. Um, that is years 2011 to 2015. Now, there was an agreement by the Trump Organization to toll the statute, to extend it, but that's not binding or applicable to the individual named defendants, Donald Trump and his, his two sons. And so, uh, you know, again, another appellate issue uh, in which I think any uh, liability found during those years that I've identified would be tossed out. But, you know, let me say this. This case should never have been filed. Um, This is all about valuations of property, which is highly subjective. It's opinion. It's not fact. Um, Disparities on values are quite common in real estate. But here, the lenders and the insurers, Rita, did their own independent due diligence. They hired professionals, accountants, and lawyers, and real estate experts. 
um, all of whom confirmed that Trump's valuations were roughly correct. They found no fraud or false statements. Uh, On top of that, these banks made enormous profits off of Donald Trump and his loans. The banks earned $100 million-plus interest when he repaid all of the loans, some of them early. So, you know, it's very hard to claim fraud when there's no injured party, there's no harm, there's no victim here. I mean, legally, you can claim fraud, but, you know, where there's no victim, uh, generally speaking, the government never brings such a claim. But this is Donald Trump, you know, so uh, (laughs) practice and propriety is out the window. We'll go after him with a vengeance, which, of course, is what Letitia James promised when she ran for office. She vowed to get Trump prejudging a case which she had no knowledge of, and that is an egregious violation of the canons of ethics governing prosecutors, the kind of thing that people should get disbarred over. You know, I have so many questions. First off, your comment also about the businesses, just like you said, because the last name's Trump, I have talked to so many folks in the real estate business, and based on this, no one could do business in New York because they could be vulnerable to the same sort of variations of values of property. Everybody gets different valuations. You know, one person's uh, property is X. Somebody else might say it's worth this. And there's a lot of factors that go in, as you talk about. How does this not send a chilling effect to anybody who wants to do business in New York or anywhere to say that, well, some prosecutor could come after you uh, for a difference in valuation. This is a stunning, to me, the the repercussions of this, if you take it on a broader scale, could be devastating. Oh, I think, Rita, you're making an excellent point, Um, especially for high-profile individuals involved in New York real estate, uh, because this is a classic case of political persecution under the guise of a legitimate prosecution, and it's not legitimate. Um, You know, as I say, Letitia James has targeted Donald Trump because she doesn't like him or his politics. She made it abundantly clear during her campaign that she loathes and despises Donald Trump. And so she is abusing her position of power as attorney general to bring a case that would, I think, be brought against no one else. Um, And the judge is, in my judgment, equally biased for the reasons I've already stated, but I'll I'll give you another example. He has adopted in his summary judgment uh, this valuation that Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million, which is utterly laughable. Uh, if you know Palm Beach, eighteen million bucks might get you a porta potty, uh, <laughs> but but you know that's about it. And you know Florida real estate experts uh, down in Palm Beach are on record saying, "Are you kidding? The land alone, seventeen acres uh, in this you know enclave that is is so high profile and coveted is worth." $500 million. That's just the land. And then you have to, you know, consider Mar-a-Lago itself, which is, you know, it's sort of the, you know, America's Palace of Versailles. I mean, I think it's like 58 rooms. The ballroom itself 
which I've been in, is is about you know, twenty thousand square feet. Uh, you know, it's got all sorts of ancillary uh, buildings and properties and clubs associated with it. Um, to, for the judge to think for a nanosecond that that's uh, eighteen million bucks is is laughable. I mean, I think uh, down in Palm Beach didn't uh, Rush Limbaugh's uh, property go for two hundred million dollars, and that's a shack compared to Mar-a-Lago. So, you know, this this is illustrative of the bias of Judge Arthur and Goron. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. How do you keep renegade prosecutors in check? I mean, as you bring up, Letitia James ran on getting Trump. I mean, she's out there laughing when she was on the campaign trail. It's like her mission. And there are a lot of people, including Trump himself, who said, listen, there's a lot of crime in New York. There's so many problems in New York. Focus on that. But yet her campaign pledge was get Trump. How does the American public or somebody like Donald Trump uh, check the system so it's fair for all. Well, in a constitutional republic based on you know democratic uh, principles, um, it comes down to the ballot box. Um, but you know this is a blue state uh, in New York, and you know liberals, uh, Democrats um, routinely win nowadays. But you know if you're looking for somebody to blame. Uh, blame the New York voter that put someone like Letitia James in office. Um, and, and, you know, you can say that about all of the office holders uh, in New York, uh, including, you know, the mayor of, of New York City and, and the governor, Kathy Hochul, both of whom were, you know, oh, we're a sanctuary city. Uh, we're a sanctuary state. Come here to New York. Well, then all of a sudden, <laughs> thousands were bused to New York, and New York became a border state. And now they, they've changed their tunes, and they're decrying the open borders that they had once endorsed. So, you know, most of them are hypocrites. They run on these progressive agendas that they extol as idyllic and wonderful. Uh, reality, they find out, inevitably, is something quite different. Now, Trump has said uh, that he may testify. It's been interesting to see him in court this week, Greg Jarrett, because he's been taking advantage of being there, using his megaphone, coming out. Uh, it's been actually, I think, quite effective because he's been able to at least get his side out of the story. How do you see that playing in this trial? Well, I think the die is cast, uh, having already ruled against Trump uh, last week on one of the main fraud claims. It's obvious that Judge Ngoron will find in favor of uh, the Attorney General Letitia James and against Trump. Uh, that'll set the stage for a lengthy appeal. Uh, but, I, you know, I think the best venue for argument is not the court of law, but the court of public opinion for Donald Trump which is what he seems to be doing rather skillfully. I mean, every time 
He's been criminally indicted uh, among the four indictments. His support goes up, uh, not only in the polls, but in fundraising. Um, And, you know, if Democrats thought that this political persecution by abusing the mechanisms of justice uh, to target somebody like Trump, to eliminate him from the presidential contest upcoming was going to work. I, I think they found out the hard way that it ain't working. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, he does say this is taking him off the campaign trail. He did say this, look, I'd rather be in Iowa. I'd rather be in New Hampshire. I'd rather be in South Carolina. Obviously, these are the early contest states. How do you think this affects his campaign? Or do you think it emboldens it? Because like you said, his followers, his supporters are saying, well, look, this is just another example of persecution. And he's a fighter and I want a fighter. Well, it's an interesting question, Rita, because, you know, he can go to states like South Carolina, where he's uh, quite popular among Republicans, as he did uh, last week. And, you know, he can deliver speeches in front of huge crowds. Um, That's a little bit like preaching to the choir, right? Um, But when he exploits uh, a venue in New York just outside the courtroom, uh, where he's on trial in a in a civil case, and he rails against uh, you know the prosecutor and the judge and the two tiered system of justice that is prejudiced against uh, Republicans. Um, that's picked up uh, by more media than cover than the media that covered his South Carolina appearances, um, and so that tends to be more meaningful, and it perhaps resonates with people beyond uh, the choir, uh, you know, to all of America, including independence, which he will need uh, to get elected uh, to uh, another term. So, you know, I, I wouldn't count him out because it takes him off the campaign trail uh, because he has a huge megaphone uh, that he can shout uh, into. Uh, outside courtrooms, in the hallways, outside the the courtroom. And, uh, you know, it's effective. What about also the fact that the kids are also on, uh, you know, listed as defendants? And there's also word that they want to call in, the state wants to call in also Ivanka. Uh, They want to also call in Don Jr. and Eric. Of course, again, as I mentioned, those two, the last two are listed, as you know, as defendants in this case. How how does that complicate things? And how does that seem like they're just trying to divide the family, go after the family? It seems like every direction they're trying to do whatever, go after the businesses. Well, my sense of it, having talked to members of the defense team, is that that will not divide uh, the uh, defendants, the Trump family, but uh, rather will, you know, further uh, force them to coalesce around each other. And, uh, you know, they're not going to contradict their father, and he's not going to contradict them. His deposition was taken twice the first time uh, Donald Trump uh, invoked the Fifth Amendment. The second time, he answered questions. So, you know, he's already on record, and whether he will uh, take the stand in this case in which the outcome is preordained by a biased uh, liberal judge I'm not sure it'll make any difference, Uh, but he's already on record. 
Where do you see this case going from a timeline? Um, How long could it last? There are reports that this could last for months. And do you think that President Trump will take the stand and testify? He has suggested that he will. Yeah, I mean... I haven't read through, you know, his uh, second deposition, but the point he's been making publicly is that his valuations were correct. He's not the guy that went out and calculated the figures and submitted them to the banks and the insurers uh, for the loans and the coverage. Um, He hired uh, some of the best and the brightest accountants Uh, and lawyers and real estate experts and appraisers uh, to do the assessments. Um, But, you know, what they didn't take into consideration, and which Trump has been mentioning outside the courtroom with cameras rolling, is we never took into account the value of the elevated brand of Trump. Now, I'll draw a comparison. Um, The Plaza Hotel in New York or the Waldorf Astoria. Um, Those are not necessarily exceptional buildings, but they carry a brand, a famous brand, and they can charge much higher prices when those hotels are operating um, than any other comparable hotel because of the name. Well, the same is true of the, the Trump brand, whether it's his golf courses or, or Mar-a-Lago, or an estate that he might put up for, for sale, the fact that it is associated with Trump increases its fair market value. Um, and, and so these low valuations that the judge seems to be relying on are ludicrous. Um, it's probably potentially higher uh, than Trump's stated valuations when he applied for the loans. Uh, because again, it wasn't his brand wasn't factored in. So, you know, if that is something that Trump wants to convey to the judge directly, then taking the stand is is perhaps you know something that should be considered. But you know, there's always a risk uh, that you know the the prosecution side on cross examination can do damage. Uh, which is why most defense attorneys frown on on having their clients take the witness stand. I I was the exception to that rule. Uh, you know, my my view was if I had an innocent client who has nothing to hide, why hide? Yeah, absolutely. And and the individual in this case, the judge. Um, sometimes it can be extremely effective. Although in this particular case, I wonder with this judge, who as we're talking about has the Lance Ito sort of qualities to him. But you're right. If if nothing to hide, sometimes looking at the judge or the jury straight in the eye, who knows? Right? It, it could just as you said, it could be effective. And he certainly knows how to communicate. Yeah, it could make a difference. And I I think what'll be important are two other things. Uh, the cross-examination by Trump's lawyers of the experts that the government intends to introduce who are going to try to say these were inflated values. Um, if, if they can be eviscerated on cross-examination, um, that'll be important to the judge. And the other is, is how persuasive Trump's own experts will be when they take the witness stand, the people who were participating in these valuations, as I said before, you know, the experts in real estate and the accountants and the lawyers 
um, who did these appraisals, these valuations, if they are persuasive and compelling in their testimony, that could go a long way uh, to helping Trump in the case. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they see where that goes and uh, and says, you know, hey, look, uh, obviously there's flexibility, there's change. You brought up the brand. Uh, I don't think anybody, any reasonable person out there would think Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. If that's the case, you and I need to buy it immediately, Greg Jarrett, because it's a bargain. <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I've been down there. It is, uh, you know, it's something to see and uh, there's nothing like it uh, anywhere in the United States. Um, it's gorgeous. I've been there too. There's no way it's 18 million. No way, Greg Jarrett. Out of zero yeah. or two, you know. I mean, look, you know, <laughs> you go up and down, you know, the the waterfront and there are these huge mansions that go for, you know, 100 million, 150 million, uh and then you come to Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> and which dwarfs right. uh all of those both in land uh and the buildings, especially the main, you know, the main building and the club. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think I, I sort of beginning to wonder, has, has Judge Arthur and Goran ever been to Palm Beach? Does he have any idea what he's talking about? Or is he talking out his keister when he, he says, oh, yeah, it's only $18 million. And then the other day, second day of trial, you say, oh, stop. Uh, the media should stop blaming me for saying Mar-a-Lago's $18 million. Uh, it was the appraiser down in, in Palm Beach. Well, you adopted it in your summary judgment. You, right. You, you accepted that valuation. You know, jump on a plane and take a trip down to Palm Beach and, you know, it'll be an eye opener for you, Judge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully he would uh, have greater insight. Uh, who knows? I mean, I don't think even if you look at a picture of it online, I don't think even if you're looking at it from a distance, would you ever yeah. say 18 million? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the Vanderbilt, uh, you know, state, uh, you know, which is so storied and so enormous. Um, it's pretty impressive. And, you know, it certainly it seems to me that the Florida real estate experts are right when they say, you know, 500 million just for the land. Yeah, and that is a far cry, obviously, from the 18 that he accepted. Wow, wow, wow. Well, Greg Jarrett, you're terrific. Listen, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this podcast. And Greg Jarrett, thank you, first of all, for joining us. And of course, your fantastic legal insight. I always love having you, my friend. Anytime, Rita. Always good talking to you. Thanks. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America.